Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Let's Do the Right Thing in association with Radio Works. Presented and curated by Adam Hopkinson. This is the LDTRT podcast, brought in conjunction with Passion Media and Radio Works. It was set up to tell the story of leaders in the media industries, focusing on their journeys and their motivations. I launched a media agency last year, Passion, to focus on fashion, entertainment and leisure verticals, and I've had loads of great advice in my journey in doing so, and a lot of it, in fact, from guests on this podcast. I am still on a mission to gather the best advice. And in that, I'm really psyched today to be speaking with Lindsay Clay, the CEO of Thinkbox, coming up on 10 years in the role and an astonishing 16 years uh, tenure at the trade body, alongside leadership roles in charitable foundations, strategy, production agencies, awards boards and international trade bodies. Lindsay, hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. When do you get time to watch TV? Well, I think it's better to say um, what else is there to do other than watch TV. Ah, it's squeezing in the <laughs> squeezing in the rest of my life that is is the issue. And I think you, you always make time for things you enjoy, don't you? So it's easy to put off the things that you don't enjoy. But you indeed, know, if you enjoy it, then it's I, great. Absolutely, and and it's great to hear that. And it, uh, kind of there's a nice segue already that you know I've got to say that I absolutely loved the Think Box training for for the TV masters. Uh, I thought it was really useful. I thought it was really impartial. I thought it did a great job of positioning TV. And we now insist that everybody who's coming into our agency does it. Um, I'm delighted to hear that Karen um, Stacy at DCM also insists that everybody at the cinema chain that they um, they, they run uh, does exactly the same thing. And it's brilliant. Do you, can you see like a, um, a world where it's a qualification that you have to have rather than a nice to have? Oh, God, well, we'd absolutely love that, wouldn't we? Yeah. First of all, thank you for doing it. And You're I think there's, there's quite a trend there. Of thank sort you for of... passing me. Oh, thank you for thanking me. <laughs> um, so we, um, you know, there's a real trend of uh, very senior, experienced people in the industry doing it as a sort of top-up, catch-up refresher. Uh, and there's absolutely no shame in that. So, you know, everyone welcome. We, yeah. We'd love to have you. But, yes, that's a, it would be amazing to have it as a requirement. Obviously, that's not in our gift to give. That's the decision for media agencies and advertisers and, and everyone else. But, I mean, honestly... I feel so passionate about our TV Masters programme. You sort of think, well, why wouldn't you make it a requirement? Yeah. It's, it's what is it, 13 or 14 hours? You know, it's it's fun. Uh, it's, you know, le- less boring than a lot, of, a lot of training. You learn so much about marketing and effectiveness and media as a whole as well as TV. Um, uh, you get a great certificate at the end of it. Oh, and, we like a certificate. Yeah, we love that. And, uh, yeah, it's, and it's totally free. 
to everybody. And you should everywhere. absolutely do it. So, yeah, so, you know, we, we'd love that. So anything you can do to help us on that mission would be yeah. great. So that's thinkbox.com or thinkbox.tv forward thinkbox. slash TV, yes. TV Masters. TV Masters, yeah. And the next semester, I think, starts in May. So okay. got plenty of time to gird your loins. Absolutely, might even do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I've missed it completely, though. I mean, why aren't other bodies doing the same thing? Well, I think some of them are. And part of the inspiration for it was the fact that the, the tech companies, for instance, just do masses of training yep. and a lot of it is free. So if, you know, if that is the default training for people in our industry, then, you know, we need to do something to address the balance you because totally do, TV all... is such a significant um, part. But... I think I can sort of see why... I think some of them have explored the idea, but I can see sort of why they haven't because actually, now that we're in the weeds of it and, you know, we've been going for sort of three years now, um, it's enormously time-consuming. It takes a huge amount of resource, both in time uh, and money, to put it together. We've got our own studio at Thinkbox, so we do a lot of the filming ourselves, so um, that helps. But And then, of course, it's not just a one-off and then everybody breathes a huge sigh of relief. You then got to update it as soon as the data changes too. So, you know, it's quite a significant thing to take on so I imagine that a few of them have looked at it and then backed away a bit but the actually that that then leans back to the the question that I asked earlier about you know shouldn't it be a requirement rather than a nice to have because if the if the tv's moving so quickly then behavior is mm. changing so quickly we we need to make sure that we are doing the right thing on behalf of clients and you know I I would imagine that that clients are beginning to look at it going yeah how do I know I think that's a completely, completely fair point. But there is a sort of sometimes slightly less a fair attitude towards TV, which is people have been around a long time, think that they know it. They think, well, you know, what is there to learn about TV? Really, we need to know about this exciting online digital shizzle. Yeah. And it was actually, you know, TV's got plenty of that as well. Yes. You know, that's how TV is transforming and changing. And it's really important, extra important to learn about TV because, you know, you, you learn about that stuff too. Absolutely, absolutely right. So, it... yeah, so anything we can do to get that word out. But, of course, it's not just about getting people to sign on. We've also got them to complete it. And, you know, there's quite a big drop-off after they've done a couple of modules. And I think, you know, it's a bit like, you know, dieting or joining a gym in January. You know, the, sort of, <laughs> the spirit is willing, but when it comes to it... Well, then um, you've done the right thing by starting it in May. Because well, every, everybody three, fails in so, January. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. So um, anything, I think group learning initiatives within companies work really well. Yeah. So, you know, if you can just keep everybody uh, on board. Well, we we did the works. last round all together and um, used it as a competition. So, so Great, who, who, bit of competition, who, yeah. Who's the biggest TV nerd? Who's the best at TV? Yeah. Whatever it was, it was... And uh, how, how did you stack up relative to the uh, much oh, younger competition? Out. I absolutely okay. nerded out. I, I love stuff like that. Badge of pride. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And again, it's really important that you're doing it as a as an independent body because the um, you know, the Facebook training which you can do, the Google training, the garage there. There's absolutely tons of it, but it's all through the lens of Facebook and it's all through the lens of Google, and it doesn't really show you what the medium or the industry is doing. It just shows you what they're doing. Well, we've always tried. I mean that. That's that's right. We've always tried to take a brand leader position for TV. Um, and you think, well, what do brand leaders do? They do sort of generous category-owning initiatives. And so that's why, yes, you know, there's unashamedly um, self-promotional stuff in there about TV, but um, none which isn't justified by data. Yeah. And we also feel it's important to set it in its broader context too. So, oh, you know, I think um, hopefully that's, that's what um, brand leaders would do. 
So this is obviously a podcast, a, um, a recording without TV, without video, but I'm just going on and on about how great TV is. Yeah, it's good for me. Yeah, Works all for right, me. well, let's carry on then. <laughs> Has there been a better time for AV than right now? Oh, it's, it's an incredible time, isn't it? I mean, I think you almost divide it into its different constituent parts, but it's an amazing time to be a viewer, first off. Yeah. I mean, they just you, you, you'll never be able to watch everything that's out there. There's just, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of brilliant, brilliant stuff. So, and I'm getting massive FOMO because of it. Well, you know, how, yes. do you, how do you choose the right box set when they're it's quite all a awesome? Pressure. It's yeah. quite a pressure, isn't it? And so you just, you know, I've taken to, uh, you know, keep keeping a list and, and I've got maybe three or four going at the moment. So um, across a whole range Happy of... Happy Valley. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Smashed it. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, I've got uh, Nolly from, you know, on ITV. I just watched the Celebrity Bake Off last night uh, on Channel 4. Absolutely loved White Lotus. Did you watch that on Sky? Nope, not oh, seen my God. Superb. Two okay. series. Absolutely brilliant. And then you've got all the SVODs. So, you know, Ted Lasso's got a new series, which I'm loving, on um, Apple TV. Um, I've been watching that Yellowstone thing on Paramount+, Plus, uh, which is, you know, beautiful... Beautiful pictures of Montana, mainly, and yeah. So I mean, honestly, there's just there's just so much, and I, I feel a special responsibility to be on top of it because all my friends ask me for TV <laughs> recommendations. So I think I've always I've always got to be on top of it. So for viewers, they're completely spoiled. It's amazing, Agree. and you can watch it whenever you want. Um, largely uh, nowadays, I think it's also a fascinating time to be a planner. Oh, absolutely. Because you know the the complexity and the you know the fragmentation in the AV landscape. Um, things have definitely got more complex and never have we needed great planners more you know and and I think um great planners understand that it's about so much more than just reach because you know not all reach is created equal you know it's about right reach and you know we we talk about this um as the era of sort of race to the top planning so you you need to you know think about where are you going to get your really good premium high quality contextual environment reach that gives you so much else and then you know fill in elsewhere so rather than just well let's just look at it from the point of view Centre break coronation street right that's lunch yeah (laughs) sorted time has changed (laughs) um but you know it's a it's a you know giving giving um you know, due uh, cred to the planners. You know, it's a, it's a sophisticated job that requires real sort of knowledge and insight. And then I think for for advertisers too, it, it's an amazing time because there are so many tools at your disposal. You know, it's really important, I think, for advertisers to really understand and appreciate the breadth of what TV has to offer. You yeah. know, it, it's not, it does that brilliant thing of, you know, broad reach and, uh, you know, and uh, audiences at scale, but it also has so much more. And, you know, for a relatively small advertiser or a niche advertiser, you know, the whole world of addressability that's been brought about, um, you know, as as TV is delivered via IP yep. has meant a whole wealth of possibilities for advertisers too. So, and I think some of the newer advertisers have been the most passionate converts. You know, when, you, when you're a sort of entrepreneurial owner-founded um, business and you sometimes reluctantly come to TV because you, you know, think, you know, that you see the world through a digital lens and then suddenly you see the impact on your business yeah. of, you know, a couple of TV spots. It's just extraordinary. It so. is extraordinary. Um, you know, we're a big fan of TV as an agency. We, we, we over-support it. Um, because it I, works I don't for think us. you can over support well, it. Well, no. um, <laughs> if, if we, we did an hour's kind of comparison of each of the channels, then then TV does get more of our budget, but it works better. You know, we we are me- measuring everything we're doing. We see an immediate spike in activity on site, and, and we love it. But interestingly, at the same time as that, we see the um, 
that there is a power that TV still has to viewers of an as-seen-on-TV. So so the power of TV is even replicated into other media, you know, and it's astonishing that it works so well, but it does. Well, it really does, and I think, um, you know, that idea of the the costly signalling of TV, there's something about seeing that message in that environment that um, gives it a huge badge of trust for for viewers and that's no less true today than it ever was and and it's it, there are various factors involved in that it's partly because it's so public yep so you know you think okay well if they're confident enough uh, to say it in that environment with everybody seeing then you know it must be trustworthy and it's partly because um, viewers, and they don't know exactly what the regulation is involved, but they know that there are different rules at play in TV and that you've got to reach you know, a, a higher standard uh, and you can't just make any old claim because you know, uh, it's got to go through an, an approval process. So therefore, all of that makes it you know, think, well, OK, well, if it's on TV, then you know, it must be good. Exactly. And in fact, you touched on it earlier on that you know, TV is getting even better. So, you know, for advertisers, I think I need to shout out to Jay uh, ITV here. I, th- I kind of wish that he got a little bit more of a nod at the launch of ITVX for the work that he'd done for matching shopper data to TV viewing and creating bespoke audiences. It, it's phenomenal. I mean, w- with that moving forward at scale and at speed with such a big media owner, what, what other innovations are we seeing? Is, is, is everything lifting? Because they did a great job with that. And I think that is, uh, that's absolutely fair. But actually, exactly the same thing is going on in all, in all the broadcasters, you know, in Channel 4, in Sky Media. And, and I think if you look at innovation, really, it's, it's the driver of the innovation is the first party data that the broadcasters have, you know, as, as they've now got these really big VOD platforms. You know, this is, um, you know, personal data willingly given because of the you know the value exchange that viewers believe they get with TV and that in turn then gives rise to a whole series of innovations and and of course it means that you can there's so much that potentially you can do as those opportunities are scaled whether it's about you know getting to view, uh, consumers in very niche geographies or with very specific interests or knowing whether um, they've been served an ad for that particular brand mm. before or knowing if they've been served an ad and if they've, you know, if you match it up against, um, you know, retailer data, um, whether they've acted on it. Yes, exactly. And so there's so, there's so much that, um, you know, gives rise to that, that, um, you know, you almost, you can't sort of really point to um, one specific innovation as the, you know, as the greatest. But, oh, no, no, uh, I, yeah. I, I was just, I, 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 well, Jay's a mate of mine, so I'm obviously mm. going <laughs> to say lovely things, but, uh, but I thought it was great and I thought it was a really big step forward and that it's happening everywhere it is super. Superb. Yeah, and I mean that's where that's where the um, you know the innovation, the investment, the focus is is really on. But you know, it's as an extra to what TV already does. You know, the sort of the bulk of what TV will continue to do is build brands in public, deliver audiences, you know, at scale across the board. Do you think though, if we're on a data piece, that that the data for TV will ever be consolidated in real time? Well, it's it's definitely a possibility, isn't it? I mean, if you look at, if you think about, if you imagine some time in the future when all of TV is delivered via the internet, then that becomes possible because, uh, yeah. you know, that's it's all based on server data, so potentially it can be. So I, I definitely wouldn't say uh, no to that. At the moment, um, you know, it's probably data is consolidated overnight by Barb 
Um, I mean, some of TV is uh, anything that's delivered via a server, you know, can be uh, potentially consolidated um, immediately. So I, I think that is that is definitely an option for the future. Uh, I don't think it's in the in the short term because you know we're way off we're way off from that at the moment. Will it change the the mechanics of why people use TV then? So if you go to fully resolvable and reconcilable data, then will that make it more of a direct response medium rather than a branding medium? Well, I sincerely hope not, because hope they, not well, they, uh, people would be turning their back on, um, you know, one of the most powerful <laughs> the things that makes TV so incredibly powerful. Uh, and I think there is something about it's got to be a combination of those two things. And I think that the best, most sophisticated clients tend to recognise this, which is we need that you know, big brand building yep. stuff, but it's also really helpful if we can have, you know, a booster in this area yes. or just target this group in a yep. slightly uh, different way. Yep. So so it's it's and, uh, not or. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think it would be a great shame because if, if you think about it, if you're just sort of individually serving ads to specific consumers, you're missing out on that wealth of, you know, what was called wastage yeah absolutely what was actually serendipity you know, and serendipity yeah. and your future consumers yeah. um being exposed to your brand um and and i think that's a shame it, and, and it can work very powerfully it's certainly very efficient but is it as effective in the in you know in totality uh, i think the answer is probably no so on, on effect, actually, it's not effectiveness. It's, it's awesomeness. Um, <laughs> you've mentioned the power of TV. Do, can you recall your favourite ever TV ad? Uh, I'm just going to do mine first. Okay, come on cause, then. Because mine, mine is a very, very strong memory from being in primary school. Um, and it was a beer ad for Carling Black Label that was a... Carling Black Label. Yeah, and it was a set of three um, false ads. And I think one of them was set in the Western, one of them set in the supermarket, one somewhere else, that the, the ads played into each other. So you thought they were yeah. three different products. It was just genius. I mean, it's, like it, it was actually the same ago. ad, wasn't it? It was the Western yes, ad, yeah. which then exploded, yeah, apparently, exactly. into other people's yeah, ads. That's right, yeah. And the chase went on it through... It was amazing. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps even thinking yeah. about it now. And it's funny, isn't it, when nowadays people launch, you know, a sort of creative innovation uh, often where there's a sort of ad takeover or it, yeah. it moves into um, other people's ads and you think, well, this has been this has been going a long time, a long time. And that was particularly good. Oh, God, it's really hard to do this. But I think um, I tend to come back to the ones that had a strong emotional effect on me. Okay. Um, and I'm going to pick two, if that's all right. Yeah. Ignore the, ignore the um, challenge. Or we'll just edit one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to include both. So the first one is John Lewis, Always a Woman. Yep. And uh, it wasn't a Christmas ad, but it sort of kicked off that whole style of John Lewis advertising, which has had such a powerful um, effect, both on uh, John Lewis's fortunes and on the our industry as a whole and creativity and I remember uh, watching it and I think um, my mum had just died and uh, I was probably feeling quite emotional anyway but seeing that sort of little girl grow up um, in an entirely John Lewis world and sort of there's a scene at the end where the old lady just sort of you know gestures I think to the to the uh, dog or the child or the grandchild to sort of you know come with her and it just had so I, I felt so evocative of my mum but you know absolutely love that I, I, it made me cry and uh, I've always uh, loved it ever since um, and then the other one which is just spectacular was Meet the Superhumans for the original Meet the Superhumans for Channel 4 and it just takes me right back to that amazing summer of 2012 
wasn't it amazing when we had the Olympics yep. and we all loved each other and we yep. thought it was the, the greatest summer of all time and just, you know, the way it sort of smashed through our TV screens yeah. with such a sort of, you know, confident attitude and just completely made us reassess our attitudes to uh, disability. It was amazing. It was awesome. I actually took my daughter, she was four I think mm. at the time to some of the Olympics in, in 2012, too, and, and it was it was brilliant. I remember it really strongly. We went to see Korea, Japan, I think volleyball. Oh yeah, because we go and see anything. We, we exactly yeah. because we had the opportunity to. Go, I that weightlifting was my favourite. That was superb. But we took Hannah to um, to see the volleyball, and she did this thing. Yeah, there's a the kind of like laser beams, and there's a countdown at ten, nine, eight, seven, six. So we were in the middle of the row. We'd sat down. She'd had a coke and everything, and we we got we were ready to watch it all going. And a second, they went five, four, three, two, one. We're off. She, I need to go to the toilet. Oh. <laughs> Kids, eh? Yeah. Cheers, Hannah. You know. <laughs> Oh, dear. Anyway, whatever. We'll have the Olympics back here one day, maybe. Yeah, well, it was a spectacular summer, wasn't it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. That's pretty much when you started as CEO in... Think box. Yeah, uh, this um, this um, it, it, I suppose it has been ten years, hasn't it? Yes, yeah. God, that's a bit of a shocking stat. How are you going to celebrate? <sighs> well, I, I, I mean, I don't think we're not very good, are we, at celebrating longevity well, in our industry? It's almost something that you think, oh dear, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's not I, I tell anybody. Yes, yeah, only four. <laughs> <laughs> if I tell everybody, they might fire me. Well, I've started lying about my age. <laughs> Have you already? Yeah. So it hadn't occurred to me that that would be a thing to to celebrate. But um, you know, I think it's. I think that's a really good sign because I hadn't hadn't noticed until you uh, mentioned that that it has been um, ten years in the job, which shows that you know. I'm enjoying it. It's a, uh, you know, it's um, and certainly have no intention of stopping anytime soon. It's um, you know, it's it's too great. Um, great to hear. Um, when I when I hit ten year markers in anything, it mostly age. I've had one job that's done that and one relationship. So anyway, yeah. uh, actually, I probably shouldn't say that because what I'm about to say. But you start kind of um, reassessing things and looking at this round number and are, are you in the right place at the right time? You know, looking back at your career, it feels really strategic and planned, was it? 
It, it, it looks like that, that you hilarious. were always heading towards this. That's absolutely hilarious. I mean, doesn't anybody's because, it, you know... No, mine's that, all over the place. Well, but then you could like argue shiny. that that's Ooh. strategic <laughs> too, you know, yeah. because variety's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to get a breadth of experiences. I will post-rationalise however yeah. I need to. But... So uh, that's interesting that mine looks strategic because, you know, I, I have stumbled, I stumbled into the industry not knowing what we I wanted did. to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then it turned out it was pretty fantastic. And then um, I, I sort of, I didn't, it wasn't strategic that I got a job at Thinkbox because I didn't even know what it was. Somebody put me up for it and I went to meet this amazing woman called Tessa Alps and I thought, oh, well, that might be interesting. But so, and then it's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, it, it is the most brilliant job. You know, we've got, we're on a real mission. We're doing a really important thing, which is, you know, getting, trying to get TV the money it deserves for the amazing job it does um, in, you know, driving profit for clients. It's fun. We, you know, we see all these amazing people in the industry. We've got great support from our shareholders. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty hard act to follow when you think about, you know, uh, jobs in the future. Is, so, is there yeah. a job in the future? Is there like a culture secretary kind of thing or something like that? <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's the greatest job in the world, is it? Because they only ever oh, get appointed get for six months. by everybody, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it'd be an interesting job, wouldn't it, if, if somebody did it for a, for a ten years, say? That yeah. would be... Um, good, good. Well, yes, because that would be good. you could manage the change. and Yeah, but, I mean, they only ever last for six months. I don't yeah. think I'd want that job. But I wouldn't mind doing um, presenting Desert Island Discs, I think, if that job ever comes available. Because, obviously, they would choose me, wouldn't they? Yeah. But wouldn't that be a great job, yeah, don't you think? I'm sure we can just, make that happen. Yeah, you're just chatting to incredible people and yeah. you know finding out about their lives and playing music. What and, would be you your know. Desert Island disc then? Well, it'd probably be Gary Barlow. Ah, okay. Wow. <laughs> we love him. <laughs> no, I, I'm a great lover of um, any kind of uh, cheesy pop. I love a great pop record. So, you know, from take that to pink to oh taylor swift is no more than pop much more than pop yeah she's she's incredible but she's she's my youngest daughter's fave and so uh has become mine too okay so gary gary barlow so i've got a couple of challenges here that are that are appearing in my head at the minute. I've got to sort that out. I've got to sort you out with Desert Island Discs somehow. Yeah, yes, please. Um, I, I, I'm going to put my price on here, though, because I was a little nervous coming into this that in your on your LinkedIn feed, all of the content that you're putting up that you like the best is other people's podcasts. Now, if this doesn't appear... Well... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was probably rubbish on those. You don't need to worry about it, you know. I, and this this is good because I've had more practice. So. The, other, the other thing I was really impressed about in just doing a little, little bit of background work was that on um, on Google's homepage for Lindsay Clay for images, they're all of you. Um, it's all of you. And then, you know, look at mine. And then there's, there's a lot of other people that look quite a lot like me on mine. But you've got the whole front page. That's... But is that not because other Adam Hopkinsons are available? Well, <laughs> and so... yeah, but well... they all look like me. <laughs> So what you need to do is either get involved in a major scandal, yeah, oh, okay, <laughs> or maybe think about dating a Love Islander, and then you probably find that you rock it straight to the top of the, um, you know, when when people Google you. And that would then mean that my ten year thing is being hit, and I have to reassess my relationship again. Exactly. So, there you go. so it's win win. <laughs> uh, yeah, but not for. <laughs> Or maybe lose lose. I yeah. Should say. Oh gosh. Let's 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 move on from that. Um, everything's changed. You know, the you you, you mentioned it. You know, the proliferation of media and you know, kind of sarcastically kind of said, right. You know, Capital Radio's sponsorship, Centre Break, Coronation Street, Page in the Sun, lunch. You know, it's changed completely. Um, would you want your kids to join the industry as it is now? Ah, uh, well, I think the media industry has been incredibly good to me, and uh, you know, I've earned a great living 
and I've really enjoyed it. Well, apart, apart from the you know, challenges apart of the this. early years. <laughs> apart from this, which is my worst ever experience. Um, apart from some of the sort of slightly toxic challenges of the early years, but I think they're sort of largely moving on. So, you know, I want my kids to be happy and fulfilled in their career. So, yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't stop them, but I, I think it's, it's up to them. You know, it's yeah. their choice. I, I wouldn't want them to sort of just blindly follow me into doing something. No, fair enough. And, and and actually, on a kid's point of view, anything that we can do to encourage long-form content is good for me. I mean, obviously, we don't want them on the screens all the time, but it's just the mindless, how do we get them to watch longer things? Well, you have to produce great stuff. And, you know, if, if you produce it, they will come, you know. And uh, for, for kids that, that don't watch TV, they seem, certainly know an awful lot about, um, you know, great drama box sets and, and yeah. things that appeal to them. So I think it's really important to you know, not give up on young people and TV and think, well, you know, we just have to produce fantastic content that they're really engaged in and, uh, you know, job done. Well, let's do that then. Long live TV. Should be easy, hey? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I think that, that, that sounds like that brings us to a pretty good conclusion. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. It's been brilliant. Am I going to get on your... Uh... Well, I think I'll have, obviously have to listen back. I'll buy you but, lunch. Uh... I'll send you something. <laughs> OK, Thanks. then. Thanks. Done. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. It's been brilliant. Thank you for listening to Let's Do the Right Thing in association with Radio Works, the UK's largest independent radio advertising agency. Let's Do the Right Thing is a Maple Street Creative production devised and presented by Adam Hopkinson. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.